up, cool safe chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Hey y'all. Hey. Okay, so I'm super excited about this episode. I'm gonna throw it out there that it was Lauren's idea for this episode. Um, that needed to be said. But I know last episode or episode before last, we were kind of talking about dating and like so about this dating pool. Um, thank you so much for all the feedback, even though some of it was a little negative. A couple of y'all came from my throat, but I said that you were going to come from my throat on the episode. So I was right. See, the thing that I think what happened was people love to listen to small parts of something and not go listen to the whole thing. Of course, yeah. you know, I'll say I picked the the the, the portion, but it's thank you, clip, Ayana. It's clickbait. It's that it's clickbait. I we want y'all to go see the whole episode, you know, and then what she said wasn't wrong. So whatever. That's crazy. The, I think the funny thing is I literally had to go back and listen to the episode and say, now what did I what did I say, Jesus? <laughs> and literally five seconds before the clip that you pulled, I literally was like, now. Christian women not going to agree with this. <laughs> and look at y'all in the comments, not agreeing. But that's not what we're here for today. What we're here for today is to talk about what happens after them dates. And so I don't like Lauren's face right now because she's looking like she's about to come with the fire. But we're really going to talk about like, once you get through that process, like the marriage and what that looks like, the serious relationships and the marriage. So I'm going to throw it to my girl, Lauren, who's looking real good in her green. Uh, I'm looking like money today. Come on, somebody. Okay. (laughs) It's definitely giving money for sure. (laughs) Right. Period. Um, (laughs) No, I was actually going to throw it to Denisa. Because I feel like I talk all the time. And, you know, Denise is kind of a straight shooter. She will get to the point. So if you want to throw it back, Denise, we can. Maybe we're just throwing it today. You know, you know I, I don't know why in my mind I envisioned this episode of you all talking about your journey and then us being able to ask you questions like how it happened with us in the dating pool. But oh, I mean, okay. we can we can do that. When you say our journey, what do you I mean? I feel like we talked about our journey before, though. Okay, right. so... So let's do this. Instead of doing journey, because I feel like, you know, you all are both, and even when we were discussing like how we're going to talk about marriage, I'm like, well, they're both very transparent about their marriage. But I don't think we ever discuss like what, how you feel, like any misconceptions that like once you, especially Ayana, you 10 years in. This marriage look twelve girl. It's 12 this year. Does marriage really look like what you thought when you got married at 25? Like, how does it evolve? I have so many questions and I have a bad habit of asking 50 questions at one time. I'll go first because mine going to be short because I'm only, I ain't even two years in yet. Okay. You in there. What you mean? You in there. I'm in here, but I'm saying I'm only, I'm not even at the two year mark is what I'm saying. I'm like like Ayana, you two and a half. (laughs) You almost there. You almost there. Ciao. Um, but I will say, I'll kick it off by saying marriage is so much better than I thought it would be. Mm. So much better than I thought. I it agree. Would be. And I, I agree. Thank you, Ayana. We might be on the same page all episode. We're gonna see what happens. <laughs> um, I feel like I had a preconceived notion that marriage would be more work in certain areas than what it's been. So 
you know, I thought like, oh, I'm going to feel trapped. And I'm a very like free spirited person. I like to travel. I like to have my own thoughts and opinions and all of those things. In my mind, I thought that I would have like a major problem with like submitting in a marriage, so -hmm. to speak or with the traditionalism of marriage, so to speak, because that's what my parents are, right? You know, my parents will be married for 36 years in February. And I saw my mom cook every day. My dad don't eat leftovers. You know what I mean? I saw my mama. She the one who took care of the kids. She washed the clothes. She do the dishes. She do all the things. And my dad works. And I felt like when I got married, it's like, God dag on it. I'm gonna have to be domesticated. But it hasn't been like that for me. You know what I mean? Me and Emmett really share responsibilities in terms of, you know, household chores. He does the dishes. You know, I try to wash clothes. I'm not good at it. I say I'm a full clothes and they sit there for about four weeks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been great. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. I, um, I definitely agree with Charday. Um, one of the things that I remember specifically right when we got married, like we got married in 2010 and it was like a boom of marriages. Like it is several people that I know that are celebrating 12 year anniversaries this year. And I remember we had just got married and we went to like a potluck or a party or something like that. And, um, this guy had called me out because he was like, you're not going to fix this plate. And I was like, no. And that right then I knew, like I already knew that Sylvester and I were different, but I knew, especially being married in the South, that our marriage is not and would not look like everyone else's. And, um, that moment really, well, one, it pissed me off because he embarrassed me in front of everybody. Um, and then it's funny because Sylvester and I randomly have brought up that person recently. And I was like, oh, I just cannot stand his misogynistic views, you know, on certain things, but whatever. But um, I, 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 I knew that my marriage would not be the same. Um, I did grow up in a slightly traditional West Indian household where my mom did the cooking and the cleaning. I learned how to cook when I was like 10 or 11 and all that yeah. type of stuff. Same you know? here. But I was, I just, I, I knew I was always different. And I knew that when I got married, I'm like, I don't like doing laundry. I will throw the laundry in the washing machine. I'll make sure everything is good, but folding I'm not going to do that, you know? And I, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I put that on social media. Do you like, do the thing where you put the clothes in the washing machine and it fill up with water and then you forget and then the water go out? Do you do that? No, but <laughs> no, not, so I have, but I don't like anymore because I know that I'm responsible for like washing all the clothes <laughs> and then he's responsible for folding them. Like it's an Ooh. agreement in our house that he's it's stressful. I be stressful <laughs> here. I'm tripping. I'm tripping at Ayana's response. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not like that, but you know. But, um, I'm embarrassed. Now you're embarrassed. <laughs> no, embarrassed but I've, I've done it. Like I've, I've done it to where I fill up because I fill up the water first. 
And I that water be sitting in there. I'm like, dang it. See, no, you know what? And I don't know if it's a black thing or not. I season my water, you know? I so, season my water. That's why I fill up the water first. Laura, why are you looking fuzzled? Because I had to think about what you meant by seasoning. And I got it. I got it you in the parking lot. You season your laundry. Yeah. yeah, I got it. I do the, I do the water. And while it's in there, you know, I put the, you know, uh-huh. the detergent. Then I add the little downy incense wash you beads. Don't, you don't follow the instructions because those are these type of instructions. <laughs> Say uh, you don't follow. <laughs> no, I, you gotta do I don't it. know what the instructions are. You gotta you gotta put more than what the instructions say. You know they got all these energy saver type soaps and stuff. I don't mm. trust that stuff. I need my my laundry to smell like laundry. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I will say. I mean, but I definitely agree with Ayana. My marriage, it's not what people would call typical, but it's like, but I feel like if that's what you want in your marriage, if you want to be more traditional, I love that you can do that too. I think, you know, since here's the thing though, here's the thing. I got to say this. If you want to be more traditional, do that, but let's stop complaining because I am so tired of, (laughs) yeah, Lauren has started something (laughs) because I'm tired of seeing people complaining about these traditional marriages. And I'm like, that's what you signed up for. And you should have had a conversation with your husband or wife before you decided to get married. Like it's so many people complaining about my husband don't help with the kids. My husband don't do this. My husband don't do that. Did y'all have these conversations before you got married? I had we had those conversations like we knew when we were going into marriage. I don't like doing laundry. I don't like doing some of this stuff. I don't cook every day, but I I will clean a house up and down. You ain't got to clean because I like it my way. If you like like to clean in my way, we good. And he do. (laughs) Um, Uh, I don't and I'm not cleaning. I'm going to pay somebody (laughs) to clean, but I'm not going to clean. I don't. um, I don't cook every day. Do you enjoy leftovers? You do? Okay, cool. Okay, if we don't have leftovers, what we eat? Oh, you like cereal? My husband will eat cereal every day if you let him. And I'll be like, nah, bro, we got to have something else. Like, no cereal. What kind of cereal yeah. do you like? Is he like a Captain Crunch or like an Applejack? He's a honey bunches of oats. What? Really? He's an old man. That's like Raisin Bran. <laughs> right. And he likes Raisin Bran. Really? Yeah. Yes. Well, I was going to say Cheerios kind of guy. Yeah, I agree, Ayana. I was going to say that I just similar to what you said, I feel like marriages are like fingerprints and it's like everybody's is different and Mm -hmm. that's okay. It should be. It should match who you and your partner are. And I think that sometimes people get that confused. And as much as people talk, you know, after them dates, once Mm -hmm. you start leading into marriage, like even before you maybe get engaged when you're in that room where you know like okay this is the person I'm probably gonna marry you yep. really should start having conversation having conversations about not only roles and responsibilities but expectations yep. and I think that people tend to shy away from that or what they do is communicate an expectation that they perceive to be what the other person wants but is not true to themselves and what I mean by that is um 
you may have a person who's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm an independent woman. When I get married, I want to split all the bills and da, 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 da. And then she get married and baby, you didn't want to split all the bills. So you shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I feel like- <laughs> You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> exactly. You should have said that. And I mean, I feel like, you know, since we're being transparent, it's like, I remember when me and Emmett started having like conversations about, okay, like from a financial standpoint, like what are your expectations in marriage? And I was like, I'm not paying no mortgage. I'm not paying no bills. I'll pay somebody to clean the house, you know, but these are my expectations based on what I want out of life. And, you know, either that person is in agreement or they're not. But to Ayana's point, when you get with somebody who's not in agreement with your expectations and the roles and responsibilities that you want, you end up in a situation where now you're in a marriage and you're complaining because you don't like the marriage that you're in, mm-hmm. but you didn't establish what that marriage should look like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Did that kick it off for you, Denise? It did. Child, that was a major kick. It's <laughs> a a whole sucker feel. <laughs> right, exactly. And I want to say, you know, because both of y'all were very blatant about you all not liking to clean. <laughs> uh, your houses look very clean when we go into them. So somebody yeah, well, like the I said, I like to clean. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like somebody like getting the job done because yeah. the house looks really clean. It's I love <laughs> every two weeks. Nelly, she comes, she clean. Isaiah is amazing. It's great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I got tr- I got trust issues, so I like to do it myself. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I like Ayana. I think that that's from like a whole childhood of being the only female in the house and cleaning mm-hmm. one too many toilets with four mm-hmm. boys, and it's oh. just kind of like Mm-mm. I can't Mm-mm. never, I can't, I ain't going back. I can't never I understand. Toilets keep you humble for sure. They do. You be down there on your knees, just like how yeah. did I get here <laughs> with, yeah. with four boys? Questioning life. Mm. <laughs> life. like it, the, the hole for the toilet is so big how yeah. do you miss it how you know yeah. Ayana, you have all girls that is a blessing it is but yeah it's somehow blessing. somehow one of them be missing sometimes <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> we know which one it is it's only one of them that's using the big yeah. girl toilet okay I'm like girl what you doing why are you sitting on the floor well, like what happened oh lord <laughs> all right let me yeah. let me ask this other, <laughs> let me ask this other question um, all right so Ashley Sharday, you mentioned it a little bit in your in, in y'all 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 explanation or kickoff about marriage. Um, you were saying like when you come to the point where you know this is the guy that you want to marry. So this is my first question, right? My first question is when did you know you she were wrote ready? Down a list, y'all. I did. I do. I have questions, oh, but Lord. I wanted to know when did you know you were ready to get in the game? And what I mean by that is we have an episode prior to this one called Cuffing Season, mm-hmm. and y'all talking about you know what all it takes to be cuffed. And you said we got the draft, and I don't remember everything else, but the, oh, you know Lord. the whole lineup, whatever. But I I do know that there is a part of after the cuffing season where you are actually in the gridiron game and right. I wanted to know when did y'all know y'all were ready for that when did you all know that like all right this season is over and I'm tired of being a single woman and I'm ready to get in the game 
Hmm. Oh, I feel like somebody asked me this question recently, but they asked it differently. I think the way that they asked it was like, how did I know my husband was like the person that I wanted to marry? This ain't about your husband, though. So it's not the same question. No, no okay, okay, okay. I, yeah. I love Emmett, but it's put like... Put me together. Put me together, no. Lauren. Well, it's it's like, I love Emmett, but it's like, it's not about your husband. It's about when did you know? Like, if mm-hmm. he were to ask, like, I would be okay with saying yes, or I'm ready for him to ask. Like, at what point? Did you look at self and say, this is what I'm ready for. This is the next move I want for me. And how did you know? Oh, Lauren, you're not going to like my answer, I don't think. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> it's about you. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be transparent. Um, it probably wasn't until after I was engaged, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. And I say that because Emma's proposal caught me off guard. And it caught me off guard because, of course, you guys know, and with our listeners that have been with us for a while, you guys know, because, you know, we've been we've been at this since before I was engaged, since, you know, before I was married. And, you know, I started off that year single, like me and had broken up. We had just gotten back together. And I thought that it was going to take more time to get mm-hmm. back to a place where it was like, oh, okay, let's get engaged. And so when he proposed, it kind of was like, oh, snap, was not expecting you to propose at this time. Mm. Um, and I said yes, because I knew that that was my husband, but I don't think that for me, it had clicked like I'm ready to move into marriage you know, I'm ready to like do all of the things that a wife is supposed to do. Um, I was shook if I'm being honest. And I think that comes from the fact that I had been engaged before and I didn't end up getting married. And so while I was in the season of engagement, we were thrown into a panoramic and it was crazy because you know if you've been with us for a while then you also know that not long after I got engaged I also got diagnosed with polycystic kidney disease Mm -hmm. and being diagnosed with polycystic kidney disease meaning I was immune compromised and being in a pandemic meaning that we were in the house and you know being freaked out about getting sick it for the first time in a very long time in my life I had to like lean on and rely on somebody that was not a person who gave birth to me Mm. and Emmett was my person And I, for the first time in a long time, felt safe being and relying on somebody else Mm. and also being vulnerable and being honest about what I was going through, like mentally, physically, emotionally. And during that season, it was like, okay, I'm ready to be a wife. I can let my walls down. I can be vulnerable. I can tell a person what I need. I can communicate without... Um, you know, shrinking back or, you know, all of the things that I felt like I needed to have to be a good wife. I felt like, okay, I can do this. I'm ready to do this. So for me, it was during my engagement season that I got to that point. But I feel like nobody's ever truly ready for marriage. I feel like even if you say you are. That's the clip. (laughs) I feel like even if you say you are like, I don't feel like you're ever truly ready for marriage. Like in, in your mind it's cute and you're getting all of this attention because you're engaged and it's the pictures and it's the people saying congratulations and it's all of these accolades and all of these things. And then that wedding day happens. And then seven days after you come back from your honeymoon, it's just you and that person. Hmm. And there's nobody else and there's no more clapping for you and there's no more, you know, all of those things. And if you and your person are not truly, truly, truly you and your person, 
it 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 is hard because you're you just in it. And if you can't be vulnerable, and if that person is really not like your best friend, like a person that you can let you can be bare naked with, not in a physical standpoint, but emotionally physically and mentally and emotionally, honey. I mean, all of those things. If that's if that's not the person that you can do that with, it's gonna be a rough time. It's going to be a rough, rough time. So can I, I want to ask one question before Ayana answers it. And it, it's, it's based off of your, your question where you're saying you didn't know until you were engaged. So now my question to that is what made you say yes? I said yes, because I knew he was my husband. I knew he was my husband. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was the person that I wanted to marry. But mm-hmm. in that same breath, I also knew God had created me to be a wife, but I didn't know like, okay, I am completely ready to like give up all of that, that Chardé is and be somebody else's wife. And I think for me, there was like this mental thing that said getting married means taking away some sense of freedom. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I, I can't, I can't really explain that as well as I would like to, but for me, it felt like being married was like boxing myself in. And now that I'm married, I realize that's not true. Mm-hmm. But back then, initially, it was like, I think based in fear, like, ooh, you know, I'm gonna lose a piece of myself type of a thing. Mm-hmm. But as I was engaged, I realized that, no, like, I'm good and I'm ready. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, un- I'm unashamed. I'm oh, unashamed. no, it's nothing to be ashamed about. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Ayana. How'd you know, girl, you was ready to put on them knee pads, shoulder pads, helmets? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, for me, I, like, I had the, like, the, I guess, the plan, like, okay, I'm going to be married by this age, this age, whatever. Have kids, blah, 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 right? And it, it's like, that wasn't really, like, the main focus, like, that timeline, but I did have a season where I was just like, I don't feel like being bothered with anybody um, because I had talked to a few people and it was just, it was terrible, trash, horrible. And after that, I was like, you know what? Let me just focus on me, focus on myself. I was also, because um, looking at the timeline, I was also... I think I had just gotten out of, yeah, I was, I was, I had already gotten out of hair school. So I was establishing my career and stuff like that. So I was like, let me focus on me, my career, building a clientele, um, who I am as a person, what do I even want to do in life, you know, uh, all those types of things. And then I feel like I just had like a moment where I was like, I think my heart started opening back up to the thought of, you know, dating and being with someone for marriage. But I knew that I didn't want, when I did that, I didn't want to um, just date. Like I was like, I want to date with intent. So the person that I do end up dating, that person got to be my husband. So I was very selective, of course, of who I was talking to. Like, can I see them as my husband? And um, that's honestly how it how I just I just 
felt like the Holy Spirit was just kind of leading me in a way like, okay, you know, I, I felt it was just one of those feelings like, okay, I think I'm I'm ready, you know, like not not like, I don't know. It just, I, it's like you can barely describe it in a way, just like, okay, I guess I'm open. I'm not going to be mean no more, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to be like closed, like, because I, there were, because, you know, especially I've gotten the, the, oh, she's stuck up. Oh, she's mean. Oh, she's such, such, like all those things. It was very annoying. And I was like, no, it's none of that. I just know what I want. And like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a certain type of person and, you know, I, I know who I am. I, and I was not willing to, cause some, some of the guys, like I remember it was one guy I was talking to, it felt like he was trying to change me as a person. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of the questions that he asked, like before we even started talking, it was like, oh, well, um, cause he, you know, I remember back then, especially like when I was doing hair, I am a walking billboard. So my hair would always be done, makeup done, all of, that's how I was trained. Like hair always done, makeup, boom, anywhere I'm going. Cause I'm like, I'm I'm my billboard. And I remember him saying something to the point of, well, don't you think that's a little bit too much? Cause it comes off high maintenance. I remember you talking about that. And I just like things like that was a turnoff for me. So I was like, let it like the person that I meet, like, hey, I want you to accept me for who I am. And that was one of the things that I really loved about Sylvester because he accepted me for who I am. He didn't talk about my makeup. He didn't talk about my hair. He didn't talk about what I wore. Like, oh, that's too much. Or you such and such. Or like if I switched my hair the next week, if I did this. Uh, I had people who made comments about my hair being short. Like, so do you think you're ever going to grow your hair out? No, I don't want to. I don't like hair like that. Like, leave me alone. Uh, but Sylvester has never really cared. He's like, I just wanted to look nice. Like, you know, like you ain't walking around with a bonnet. Like, but, and then he know that's not my personality anyway. So, um, I don't know. I just know for me, I was like the person that I want like that I want I, the next person I date I wanted to be intentional and Sylvester came about and the rest is history that's how that happened and I just it was just certain qualities about him and how he accepted me as a person that I just mm-hmm. knew that okay I, this, this is it this is it so okay yeah I have a follow-up question actually that's a perfect segue because one of the question that I have too is like is there anything that your husband has brought to your attention, whether it be like a trait, a habit or anything that you've had to die to that you realize like, okay, yeah, I can, I can work on this. Like, or is there anything that you want to share? Yes. Tons okay. of things. I'm not sharing them. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my question was, is there anything you want to I'm share? Trying to mm-hmm. well, I'm trying to think. One thing for... One thing for me, Sylvester said I'm funnier, like since being us being together, like I guess I because I know I have I can build up walls. So I can be very, I guess, defensive sometimes with things, but I'm not as, you know, you know, yeah. and he said that I'm also friendlier. Um, and I'm like, I I, I mean, I, I can get that like, yeah. you know. 
I, and I, I agree, but I'm like, it's also how I grew up. Like I grew up up North most like half of my life. And then the other half, I, you know, I, I, when I moved to Atlanta, I refused to embrace being <laughs> in the South for the longest. So my attitude still is from up North. It was from up North. So yeah, yeah. I think I, okay. So I'll share a couple of things I've died to. I think the one thing that I've died to is being inconsiderate of other people in their time. I knew she was going to say time. Oh my God. So <laughs> Emmett and I are polar opposites when it comes to like timeliness and, you know, just being by the book. Emmett is very anal when it comes to being on time. Um, and being married to him, I realized that it comes out of a respect for the other person or for, you know, wherever we're going out of respect for that person or that entity. And so I feel like I've grown to be closer to on time as a result. <laughs> I feel like that's one thing I feel like from like a personality or sorry, I feel like I keep hitting my mic, a personality or character standpoint, I would say that, um, y'all know how like the little meme on Instagram, it'd be like, is you independent or is you spoiled? And you'd be like, I'm into spoiled. And I feel like I grew up very indespoiled. Like I've worked the majority of my life. I have a very serious work ethic. Baby, I'm going to make me a queen. Okay. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. Second thing that I feel like um, has died. Cause you said, what have we died to? Like since we've been married or whatever. It's for me, like, you know, the meme on Instagram where it's like, you know, are you independent or are you spoiled? And it's like, I'm indespoiled. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like, like I'm in that space because I think that, of course, like I'm about my bag. I've always had a crazy work ethic, baby. I'm going to get a coin, like for sure. That's me. I'm definitely going to boss up all of those things, but I also want your coins and I don't want to spend my coins. And I think, I think <laughs> that it is a, a thing that ran over from just growing up in a household full of men where it's like, yeah, I'm making my own money. But yes, my dad is still going to take my car to shop and pay for it. You know what I mean? Like my brothers are going to gas up the car. And I've been dying to that a little bit, um, just in a space of, you know, not being so overly spoiled, so to speak. So I think I've been dying to that somewhat, <coughs> somewhat. I and don't die to it, child. Just live, okay? <laughs> just live. But I, but I yep. think it's, I think when you're married, and this is me. <clears throat> being super transparent. I don't know if Emmett gonna get upset at me about this or not. We'll see. I don't know. Do he even be listening anymore? We about to find out right now. <laughs> um, I think, you know, in my marriage, because I'm married to a man that, what's the word that I'm looking for? Finances the household, meaning like he's paying the mortgage, he's paying the electric, he's paying the gas, he's paying the cable bill, he's paying the utilities. And the mortgage and his mind is kind of like, there is no reason why you should be in a space where you like, send me $10 to get Starbucks every morning. <laughs> He's like, come on now. And I'm like, it's not that I need the $10 because I have the $10. It's that I want your $10. And I think that as we grow, I am learning that for me and in therapy, if I'm being completely honest in therapy that that is something that served me almost like 
and a coping mechanism where it goes back to a feeling of security where like, I can ask you for something and you're going to give it to me, even if I don't need it. And that's not healthy. So dying to that part of myself, which is almost like something that presents itself as like my inner child wanting to feel like I have some sense of like control or authority over another person. And that's not good. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely something that I found myself dying to. And my husband basically being like, no, you're not just going to walk all over me because you want to, which is what I need, Mm -hmm. you know, and a spouse. So it's, it's, it's funny because I'm the opposite when it comes to that, because I, with me being the only child in the house, um, because like I've said so many times, my, me and my brother have a huge age gap. I am the, I grew up basically doing a lot of things for myself. Um, and it's, it wasn't because I had to, it was because I wanted to, because sometimes I lack patience with things. So it's like, I'm not going to ask you, if I ask you more than once, I'm just going to do it yeah. myself. So for me, um, I got to the place of, I'm not even going to ask, I'm just going to do it myself. Um, but with being married, it's like, okay, no, let him do it. Yeah. It's okay. So I think, you know, for me, that was one thing, like the opposite of, you know, it's okay to let him do it. It's okay to wait. You ain't got to do everything. Um, especially with somebody who is so willing to do everything. Um, uh, like it could be, I I've done like, crazy stupid stuff where I'm like oh I want to redecorate my whole room so I'm flipping furniture and all that type of stuff and I got I was used to doing that when I was single and now being um married it's like when I feel like doing that in the house he's like why are you even trying to move that couch like what are you doing and I'm like well I got it I'm strong enough I don't care if you're strong enough like right let me do it so stuff like that see and I'd be the type of person that I don't want to put gas in my car. So I'm going to ride on E until you put some <laughs> gas in my car. And then the next thing you know, I'm on the side of the road. I mean, I ain't never been on the side of the road, but I have pulled into my garage, barely, barely making it just because I'm not going to be the one. And to your point, Ayanna, I'm learning that I can. I can now, go to I'm the not that. I'm not that independent. It's stuff like that. Like those little things I don't want to do. Like I don't yeah. like going to the... And I think it's also a comfortability thing, especially yeah. for me with the gas station and he knows that. So he's like, no, I got you because I remember, um, this, uh, this happened like two years ago. I I feel like I was, no, it could have been in the pandemic. I feel like I was leaving your house and I was getting gas somewhere. Cause you, you know, when we used to live close to each other, I was getting gas somewhere in between and, I was at a particular gas station and I was um, in the car. Like when I, my head is always on swivel at the gas station, but I remember I put the gas in and then I sat back in the car and always locked the door. Um, And I remember turning and it was this, uh, it was two people in a car, it was two guys in a car and the little boy would just kept staring at me. He wasn't like a little child. He looked like a young adult. 
kept staring at me, like kept mm. staring at me. And this particular gas station, I think at one point was on the news for that swipe, you know, the, them trying to steal people's cars or even trying to go into the car or whatever. And I was like, okay, why are you staring at me? And I, I had a very uneasy feeling. And I remember calling Sylvester and, you know, him making sure to be on the phone with me and walking me through and all of that. And, you know, nothing happened. But ever since after that, I have had like a particular like, all right, I'm not going to get no gas because I ain't got time for this. Because I felt like in that, I don't like feeling vulnerable. Yeah. And I felt like in that moment, I was like, okay, did I look vulnerable? Did you, were you going to try something? Because it's never happened to me before. Because like I said, head is always on swivel. When I get out the car, I always have my phone keys and I have like a little, the little, you know, the little wallet, just the card wallet. I have those three things. And I lock the door. I never let the side door, like I always have the important things on me in case anything happens. So for me to be in that state, it was like, you know, so after that, I was like, oh no, I'm good. I don't like feeling like that. And these people are crazy over some gas stations. So I know for me, I don't, I just don't pump gas anymore. That's my reason, you know, not a, I don't feel like it or independence. It's just, you know, whatever. Safety. Yeah. Same thing. I'm going to, I have another question, um, which is, what is your greatest lesson that you have learned as a single woman that you have carried over into marriage? Mm. I think my greatest lesson as a single woman that I've carried over into marriage would be that, and this is going to sound so cliche, so cliche. But that my relationship with God is more important than all the relationships. And that means even the relationship with my husband. Mm-hmm. And that if me and God aren't good, then me and nobody is good. Yeah. Me and my husband ain't good. Me and my coworkers ain't good. Me and my friends ain't good. If me and God aren't good, I can't yep. really make it through all of those other relationships. Because it's like the relationship that I have with God gives me a certain level of grace for other people. And it also gives me the ability to be convicted and allow the Holy Spirit to show me myself. And I think that that's something that I learned in my singleness. And it's definitely something that's been carrying me through in my marriage, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's I a good have, answer. That is a good answer. I, I can yeah. definitely uh, ditto. <laughs> I'll say what? ditto on that. <laughs> Thanks, you know, Ayana. Um, I, another thing that I did think about for me personally was it's okay to be me. Mm. That's, good. A, That's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's okay to be me. Like I said before, in previous relationships and friendships or situationships, I there were attempts to change who I am as a person. And yeah. I was like, no, I know, I know who I am. Because the things were, it wasn't even like, big changes like little stupid changes that I felt like I didn't have to change that and um me saying no I'm not gonna allow a man to try to I guess mold me and who they want me to be I'm gonna Mm -hmm. be the woman that I am the woman that I was raised to be the woman that I believe God has has told me to be and that's it and me walking in that and you know loving someone loving me for who I am that means everything to me you know um Sylvester has never tried to change me and, and 
I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Um, That's a good one too. For sure. For sure. I only have one other question. Uh, I don't know, Lauren, if you have any other questions to wrap up, but... Lauren was sitting here and asking questions for five hours. Okay? Maybe we need to do a part two with we Lauren and her we questions. Do, we do need a part two. Yeah. I, was my head. I was thinking that in my head. We but... Um, since, cause both of you, we, Lauren and I both have like, you know, giving you all your flowers because you, you both really honestly and truly honor your marriage. You value your husbands. You know, I know that you, when you post on the gram, it's not cause you got, you know, a cute ring or, you know, because you're, you have beautiful chocolate little girls, you know, mm-hmm. like I know that what you show online is the heart. And how you, you know, like how you walk out your marriage. So I guess the question that, not I guess, the question that I have is how have you all been able to successfully like place boundaries? One, as a newlywed, right? And then two, as someone 10 plus years in the game, like how have you all been able to just like have a safety net in your marriage and create those boundaries? Um, In full transparency, I'm still working on it. And I think for me, it started off really easy and now it's become more difficult because my parents are physically in this state. And so they want to be more involved. They want to ask more questions. They want to, they, they want to not have boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I love that for me because I love my parents being here, but it also has created a situation where before when they were 10 hours away in terms of like a drive. You know, I didn't have to create boundaries because you can't, you couldn't, you know, just randomly say like, hey, come over after work Mm -hmm. or hey, do this or hey, do that. And it's kind of like you're 30 minutes away now. Um, So if I'm being honest, I'm still creating those boundaries. But I feel like at the core of the foundation that we're working to create is um, definitely keeping our business between us, which I think Ayana has shared before. That's something that we definitely do. Um, and being intentional about time with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if we set time with each other, that's it. Like, ain't mm-hmm. there's nobody who can come in unless somebody in the hospital or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't infiltrate on the time that we've already carved out for ourselves yeah. to be together. So, uh, okay. For me, the best way I can put it is I'm a pit bull and I don't play by mine. <laughs> Uh, and I say that because Sylvester uses that as an example too. Uh, like I literally do not play by minds. You can't play when it comes to my marriage. Can't nobody talk about my husband. Nobody can talk about me to him. Nobody can try to come in with their little two cents or whatever. We have literally been through it all and some when it comes to things. We've been through it all when it came to family situations. We've been through it all when it came to people who thought they knew, people who think they gonna, you know, say whatever. And I, when I love, I love hard and I don't play with the people that I love, you know, so I'm going to protect them. And when, especially when it comes to my husband and my marriage, I don't play about that. Um, I know, especially like I can use the example, like, especially now, like I, y'all know the different things, you know, you know, Sylvester and the different things that he does now. I really don't be playing now, you know? So, um, I just, just for me, I just, I don't play. Uh, um, I'm very protective over me and mine. And I feel like those are the, that I, I, I set boundaries and everything, like Sade said, I definitely set boundaries. We both set boundaries. We talk about everything. 
We don't um, shy away from uh, different conversations. We have difficult conversations. We have easy conversations. So I feel like that is one thing for us, you know, with 12 years later, we're not afraid to talk about and, you know, get through all the different things. Like if we hear something that may have happened to somebody else, it's like, well, how do you feel about that or or whatever? So um, it... It, it takes a lot to get to these amount of years, especially when you see some of your peers getting divorces every day. And it takes a lot of work, but intentional work. It's not hard work, it's intentional work. And um, I can honestly say every single year gets better. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as a cliche or anything, like every single year gets better. And I feel like this is, this year in particular has been our best year yet. Like that is my homie, like for real. So, yeah. Wow. I love this. Well, we're going to, I want to ask about 12 more questions, but we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to wrap it up and do a part two. We'll do a part two. Yeah. yeah. We'll do a part two. Yeah. We can. I enjoy, and I'm sure Ayana enjoy answering your questions. Since we're going to do the part two, if you are out there, we thank you for tuning into this episode. Girl, if you got some questions, send us a secret letter, girl, to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com so we can ask your questions and Lauren's questions on part two. <laughs> How many more questions you got, Lauren? She said 12. <laughs> uh, probably not that many. Probably okay. about seven. Probably about seven. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, All right. Stay tuned for part two next week. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but if this is your first episode, welcome to the Secret Sisterhood. We invite you to connect with us on all social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram, at Save Girl Secret, no S on Twitter, and Save Girl Secrets on Facebook. Um, we also want you guys to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think on any one of your favorite podcast platforms. And if you're listening to this, but you haven't seen us, you also need to go to YouTube and check out our YouTube channel, Say Girl Secrets on YouTube. We love y'all. Good God bless y'all. Love and peace. Bye. Bye.